You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Friends, have I got a treat for you. My students have access to a live training session with me each and every week. It's all hosted inside of a private community that is only available to my students. But my friend, I have a treat for you. This week on the podcast, I thought I would take you behind the scenes. Give you a glimpse of what we talk about inside the community, what these live training sessions are like, and what you can learn inside as one of my students. Every week, we pick a specific topic and go deep. Break it down into bite-sized pieces and talk about how you can put it into action for your business. If you want in on all this goodness and gain a front row seat to working with me, sign up for my business masterclass by visiting fourflorists.com and adding your name to the waitlist. That is F-O-R-F-L-O-R-I-S-T-S dot com. Sign up for the waitlist and you'll be the first to know when registration opens. And friends, I'll see you inside. Hello, I'm just going to change that. And today we are going to talk about imposter syndrome, which is a very real thing. Like, and it will come up for you in lots of different ways, right? The idea when you're first starting out, it might be, oh, I don't have my certification or I haven't finished my certification or I haven't been to that person's workshop. I haven't learned about this. I don't know how to do this particular mechanic. It's going to manifest itself for you all of the time. And whether it generates the feeling of being an imposter or whether it's, I don't think I can do this, whether it's just being clouded in self-doubt, it is going to be around a lot. So I wanted to talk to you today and give you my go-to approach for really understanding what is kind of behind your imposter syndrome, what is really driving this whole scenario, why you're thinking the way that you're thinking. And if nothing else, I want you to know that it is entirely normal right? You are supposed to feel this way. You are supposed to feel insecure and uncertain and overwhelmed, right? That is your human brain working in all of its humanness. And I will talk a little bit more like that, but I want you to remember if nothing else, right? Literally, if nothing else, I want you to know that imposter syndrome is a real thing, it is totally normal and every single human on the planet walks around feeling this way, one way or the other. So I had to look it up because I needed a very clear definition and I quite liked this definition from our good friends at the Wikipedia. What is imposter syndrome? It is very simply put, it is when you doubt your ability or have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud, right? It's quite literally the idea of somebody turning to you and saying, you are an imposter. More often than not, (laughs) 99.999999, 
percent of the time it is actually you thinking that you are going to call yourself out on being an imposter right and so much of this comes about if you have been to flower school you haven't been to flower school you feel like you're missing a piece of paper you're missing permission you're missing somebody giving you the authority or delegating their permission to you to say you can do this right it is your brain manifesting this whole scenario of going i'm not good enough i don't feel qualified all of it yeah so where i want to get to today as i said earlier is the idea that i want you to know that this is 100 percent normal like it is a-okay it is totally just your brain working the way that it's programmed to work. And you might have heard me talk about this before, but sometimes I like to think about our brain as, you know, if it was gonna come out of the box, if you just bought a new computer from our good friends at Apple and your brain just came out of the box, that it comes with this program, this default operating system. And this is your brain working to its default operating system, right? There is this whole stream of study that's been done in this whole world of understanding the psychology and how the human brain operates and how we got through evolution and how we evolved from our good friends the chimpanzees the apes whatever you want to call them how we came into being as sophisticated a species as we are right now through this whole world of evolution and there used to be a time where you know back in ye old days <laughs> you know before somebody decided that we're going to have a calendar year before the year 2019 long 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 time ago that your brain was the reason that you were able to survive your brain is the reason that you didn't have to worry about getting eaten by the mob of kangaroos by the saber-toothed tiger by the lion by the tigers and the elephants and the bears and the whatever right? It is your brain that is actually the thing that protects you from danger. So it's default mode, right? It's default mode is to continually, literally continually be looking for danger. It is why even if nothing bad is going on, your brain is actually going to be telling you, oh, watch out. Oh, you better worry about this. Oh, what if there's this happens? Oh, what if this happens? Oh, what if this happens? That programming, like that relentless commentary that happens in your head, is how your brain is set to respond by default, right? So when your brain comes out of the box, it is literally set, it is pre programmed to focus in on potential danger and badness that is happening. And in a previous life, that potential danger and badness that was happening might have been, you know, literally another tribe coming to get you quite literally, it might be, you know, a bear or a moose or a snake running after you. Imagine any of the bad big animals that might actually eat a human, right? It is literally your brain that was actively seeking out and searching for danger. And here's the funny thing. In today's day and age, it is still doing exactly the same thing, right? Your brain is so pre-programmed, it is still, even though it's much less likely in our day and age and where we all live that we're going to get eaten by a tiger, it is still programmed to work that way. So the tiger in today's day and age might be 
What if the client doesn't like what I have to do? What if I can't figure out how to make this website thing work? What if I don't get any sales tomorrow? What if I don't get any more inquiries? What if, what if, what if, right? Your brain doesn't actually know, like intuitively your brain doesn't know the difference between a saber-toothed tiger <laughs> and what if nobody likes my post on Instagram? Like it literally puts them at the same level, same level, which is crazy if you think about it, right? But the fact that you are able to comprehend that is going to set you apart from the other species on the planet, right? So the whole idea of becoming very aware of your thoughts and aware of the fact that your brain is set on default to focus and actively seek out for danger, right? So it's going to do that in a hundred different ways, but just know and become aware and conscious of that is how your brain is actually set to operate. You are going to walk out to your car and your brain is going to be continually like continually scanning for danger. It's going to manifest itself for you in worry and anxiety and all of the negative feelings that you feel. So remember, your brain is set by default to proactively seek out dangerous situations. And if there doesn't appear to be a dangerous situation, your brain is going to make one up. It's crazy. <laughs> it's literally crazy. Like that's how pre-programmed your brain is for actively seeking out danger. If there isn't a saber-toothed tiger in front of you, if there isn't something bad happening in front of you, your brain is actually going to project and it's going to create and it's going to generate the idea that there is something there anyway. So even though your, like your eyes might be like, oh, there's nothing bad happening on the world, like I'm just gonna scan the yard and there's no saber-toothed tiger, your brain is still going to go, but what if? What if? You know, what if this goes wrong? What if this isn't working? What if this is bad? What if I'm not good enough? What if I don't know what I'm doing? What if it all falls on its face, right? All of that is your brain working in the way that it is programmed to work. And the more I learn about the brain, the, brain, the more astounded I become. Like this piece of programming and technology that's in your head is mind blowing. <laughs> like it's crazy. It's so crazy what it is capable of doing. So in its simplest terms, and I'm just going to take a sip of tea. In its simplest terms, your brain has two main sections to it. So in our little fancy diagram over on the right-hand side, you'll see the kind of creamy white part, which is most of your brain. And yes, there are sections within each of these major sections, but for the purposes of simplicity, we're going to say there's two main components of your brain. There's your primitive brain, which is the cream part in this diagram, and then there's the prefrontal cortex. And the fact that humans have a prefrontal cortex is one of the major distinctions between humans as a species and every other species on the planet, right? The simple fact that we have a prefrontal cortex as it is generated through evolution is one of the most distinguishing facts of our brain and every other animal species on the planet. And it is the thing that is incredibly powerful because your primitive brain, right? So the brain that we share with like the apes and the monkeys and the chimpanzees, is literally programmed by fear, right? If default setting 
fear protector, right? It is programmed to protect you from all of the badness in the world. Its job, like your primitive brain's job, is to work to keep you safe and secure. It is the reason that you are alive. It is the reason that you haven't been eaten by an elephant, right? It is the reason that you know if you're walking into a dark alley, your primitive brain is going to be the thing that says, badness could rest here. <laughs> Your primitive brain's emphasis is on keeping you the same, right? So humans are, in most instances, creatures of comfort, right? That's all that we've been looking for is this idea of going, we're resistant to change. We like living in a home. We like having familiar surroundings. That is your primitive brain at work, right? There's a sense of safety and security and comfort that comes from the fact that you like being surrounded by sameness right? You like, you know, the sameness in terms of what you eat for dinner, the sameness in terms of what your weekly routine is, what your morning routine is, what your whole day routine is, the fact that if you've got kids, they love routine. If you've got pets, they love routine. Same thing, right? That is your primitive brain at work. It is the thing that actively seeks out and encourages, encourages you to stay in your little bubble of safety, because it is all around keeping you the same and familiar. So this whole idea is that it really wants you to stick with what's known and stick with what's familiar. It is the reason that you're going to keep going to a job that you don't necessarily love, but it's safe and it's familiar. It is the reason that you're gonna consistently show up on Instagram or social media the same way because it's safe and familiar. So anything that you do that is you know, familiar or repetitive or in a level of comfort for you is your primitive brain at work, right? It's a crazy thing to think about, the fact that there is a part of your brain that is actually driven by routine and systems and comfort, but that is truly your primitive brain at work. And it is actually driven by efficiency. So your brain actually uses up I think it's something like 600 calories in a day. Like if you were completely lying in bed, weren't, act, weren't actively and intentionally thinking about new things, your brain uses up, I think it's about 600 calories. It wants to be as efficient as possible, right? It wants to stay in a level of comfort and stay in a level of familiarity because it is driven by efficiency right? It doesn't want to expend the extra calories or the extra energy or create new synapses or put that work out there because it is so driven by efficiency, right? I really like the idea of thinking that your primitive brain is an operating system, right? It takes uh, external force or, you know, a coder or somebody to come along and actually proactively like go in there to proactively and reprogram things, right? So if you think about your primitive brain, it's like you can buy it off the shelf. This is the package it comes in. It is what it is. You need to then intentionally add layers, add you know, new features and new functions by upgrading your operating system in order to change things. So just know that no matter what you're doing, you're always going to have this primitive brain with you. And the fact that you might feel like an imposter, the fact that your brain is worrying about things the fact that you are manifesting, you know, badness that isn't actually, there's no evidence of it, <laughs> is your primitive brain at work. 
and be incredibly grateful for it because you wouldn't be here if your primitive brain didn't function the way that it did, right? So, no way it does that. Goes to the black screen. Your primitive brain wants to do everything in its power to encourage you to stay the same, right? Your primitive brain wants to do everything in its power to encourage you to stay the same. If you think about that whole idea of it being driven by efficiency and it's proactively seeking out and looking for comfort and routine, it wants you to stay the same because the known and the familiar are the most efficient way for your brain to operate. If you woke up every single day, got up at 6.30, made your coffee, sat down and read for 20 minutes and went for a walk and then came back and had a shower and then did this and then did that and did that every single day, your primitive brain would be so content because it wants to be driven by the familiar. It wants you to stay in the same routine all of the time. So you will be intentionally and continually wrestling with your primitive brain for the rest of your life. <laughs> this is not a thing where it's like, oh, I think I finally conquered this. I think I finally mastered and understood what's driving my primitive brain. I want you to know that the fear and anxiety that is generated by your primitive brain will always be with you, right? Unless you somehow manage to actually get rid of your primitive brain, which I think would be a disaster. Like I think there are so many other, like literally all of your bodily functions are tied up into how that portion of your brain functions. <laughs> so if you actually got rid of your primitive brain, you would be dead, <laughs> which would be a shame, right? So the idea of knowing and simply accepting here is a fact, right? There is this thing called gravity, the sky is blue, and you will always walk around with your primitive brain. And your primitive brain is always going to be thinking about and looking for and keeping you away from danger. It manifests itself in this space of fear and anxiety. And it's going to be something that you are proactively needing to be aware of every single day of your life right? This is not something that it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow on Wednesday and say, oh, hey, thanks for my brain, but you no longer matter to me. I've got it all sorted, right? It is relentless. It is relentless and so persistent in how it manifests itself and the way that it encourages you to behave. Simply becoming aware of how your primitive brain behaves is going to change the game for you. The idea that you can know that you have a primitive brain and then you have your prefrontal cortex, game changer, right? Absolute game changer. So the first thing I want you to remember is this super funny cartoon. <laughs> and one person here is your primitive brain and one is your prefrontal cortex. So this is you. These are the little characters I imagine in our heads, right? you're not always gonna be in agreement. Somebody's always gonna be upset. Somebody's always gonna be frustrated with somebody else, right? You are literally in your own head going to be battling your prefrontal cortex and your primitive brain all of the time. All the time, right? It is simply going to be a matter of fact, right? The sun and the earth have a relationship. The sky is blue. There is a thing called gravity. I live in Australia. Like all of these things are just facts, right? It today happens to be the 17th of December, 2019. Fact. 
Another fact that you can stack up with all the other facts in the universe is that you are going to have a consistent and regular relationship between your prefrontal cortex and your primitive brain, right? It just is. And that, my friend, is the phenomenal experience of being human. Because the fact that we have a prefrontal cortex is how we are able to actually think about our thinking, right? I often wonder, like when I look at the dog, and I'm like, do you even have the ability to like be aware of the fact that you have thoughts? And I'm like, I don't think so, because I don't know if dogs have prefrontal cortexes. <laughs> it would be fun to think, I wonder what she's thinking about her own thoughts. But I also realized that is one of the major reasons that separates us as humans from our pets, right? We have a prefrontal cortex. I don't think that they do. I'm going to go look that up because now I'm curious. But when it comes to our prefrontal cortex, that is literally the system that allows you to think about what you're thinking about, right? You can literally think of it as like the next level of your operating system and going, oh, now I'm allowed to become aware of my own awareness and I can become aware of my consciousness and I can become aware of the fact that it's my, pre that it's my prehistoric brain, my primitive brain, that is actually generating these specific thoughts and these particular feelings, right? The fact that you have this prefrontal cortex and this idea of being able to become aware of your own thinking is fucking phenomenal. It is so incredibly crazy 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 so what can we do about it your prefrontal cortex is your magical solution the magical part of your brain that allows you to think about what you're thinking about i don't know think about that for a second not to get too meta on you but that's crazy right we're a species that can sit here and think about what we're thinking about what what? <laughs> when you know, right? Like there is a reason you've been called to work on flowers. There's a reason that you've decided to start a business. There is a reason, like you know intuitively that you were made for more, that you wanted to create and build a business to fulfill every dream of yours. This all comes from your prefrontal cortex. This whole idea that you know that there is more to your life, that you know that you're made for more, is all driven by your higher level thinking, driven by your prefrontal cortex. Yeah? It is truly a higher level of intelligence, a higher level of thinking. The fact that you can think about what you're thinking about is 100% driven by your prefrontal cortex. And, it is totally driven by rationalization, right? You can actually have way more influence on the thoughts in your prefrontal cortex to then manage the thoughts that are being driven by your prehistoric brain or your primitive brain, right? So if your primitive brain is totally driven by fear, it is your prefrontal cortex that actually can come in and help neutralize and rationalize that situation. So if you imagine our two little cartoon girls there, right? Like one of them is totally driven by anxiety, by fear, by protecting you and keeping you safe and driven by efficiency. You then actually have your other persona or your prefrontal cortex that can come in and say, no, I hear you. I can appreciate why you're doing what you're doing, but there is no tiger outside. We are safe. We have no, you know, there's no evidence of the fact that something's going to come along and eat me at this moment in time, 
right? None of it. That is your prefrontal cortex at work. And it is 100% programmable by you. So it's going to be, if we kind of break it down, it's going to be your prehistoric brain that is telling you, you cannot do this. You're not qualified to do this. You're an imposter, right? It's then you need to call on your prefrontal cortex to help manage that situation. Because if it goes unchecked, right? If your prehistoric brain gets to make every decision for you, you are going to stay safe and you are going to stay secure. But if you know you have a prefrontal cortex that can proactively manage the thoughts being generated in your prehistoric brain, that's how you're going to make progress. That's how you're going to move forward even if you feel scared, even if you feel fearful, right? It's your prefrontal cortex that you can then actually program and outthink <laughs> the thoughts that are being generated in your primitive brain. Oh, presentation. So I wanted to get into how you can go about reprogramming your thoughts. And this is a little bit crazy and it's a little bit out there, but it's something that I've been experimenting with for the last kind of 12, 18 months, fully buy into it. So I thought it might be helpful to pass it along to you as food for thought to share with you how to think about what you're thinking about, right? And as I said earlier, this is something that you can be working on every single day for the rest of your life. Here is the general premise. Your thoughts create your feelings, create your actions, create your results, right? And I'm going to walk through some very specific examples for you, but it's literally because we have a prefrontal cortex, right? Because we can actually think about what we're thinking about, you can actually go in and change your thoughts that is actually going to help generate a different feeling in your primitive brain. And it's going to inspire you to take action. And that's when you're going to deliver results for yourself. Right? So it's your thoughts that create your feelings, your feelings create your actions and your actions create your results. So in its simplest form, if you want to see a different result, all you need to do is start thinking different thoughts. And I 100% buy in to this approach because I know that it's true. But I also want you to know that it is truly a step-by-step -step process, right? It is your thoughts that generate your feelings, right? It's not actually the other way around. It's not that you feel something, therefore you think something. It starts at your thinking. So in that whole world of like, I don't know, five, 10, 15 years ago, they talked a lot about think positive, right? What's actually driving that is that thought is going to generate a feeling that you're going to more positively like, right? Then it's going to create you to, you know, kind of push you into action and then you're going to see results. So this whole idea of you actually being able to manage your own thinking means that you can manage how you feel about something and it can drive your action and then deliver your results. So let's get into some examples. 
If your thought is, I'm an imposter or I'm a fraud, right? We're thinking about imposter syndrome specifically today. So I'm a fraud is your current thought, right? And it might be, I'm not qualified, might be a different way to go about it. So the thought is, I don't feel qualified or I'm not qualified. Your feeling might be, I'm scared. What's the action that you might take from being scared? It might be that you just wallow in that fear, right? You may actually just take no action simply because you're scared. The result, nothing happens, right? Once you start to become aware of how much your thoughts generate your feelings, your feelings create your actions and your actions create your results, you're going to really start to understand that if you change some of your thoughts, you're actually going to be delivering different results because it's this idea of simply thinking, I'm a fraud, I'm not qualified, I don't have the certification to make this happen, means you're going to actually feel scared. Therefore, you're not gonna take any action and therefore you're not gonna see results. If you flip it completely on its head, right? This is a thought I like to think quite a bit. <laughs> this isn't rocket science, there must be a way, right? That's simply a thought. This isn't rocket science, there must be a way, right? Like I'm not the first person to try and figure out how to build this website. I'm not the first person to try and figure out how to do this hanging installation. I'm not the first person to try and figure out how you, you know, increase the leads and inquiries and get online orders through your website, right? I am not the first person out there who's ever tried this. There must be a way. The feeling that you can generate is actually feeling determined. Then you will actually press publish on your website, right? Simply because you feel determined because you're thinking a different thought. So this isn't rocket science. There must be a way. You feel determined. Therefore, you hit live. Therefore, you hit go. Therefore, you hit submit. Therefore, you hit post, right? And the result is that you get a new inquiry, right? The fact that you've even put it out there means that people know that you exist. All simply driven by this idea or this thought of this isn't rocket science. There must be a way. If you go back to the previous model, and your thought is I'm a fraud, therefore I'm scared, and you take no action, right? Simply by thinking a different thought, this isn't rocket science, you're going to see a completely different result, right? And this thought model, which is taught by my mentor, Brooke Castillo, who you will hear me talk a lot about because she is a phenomenal representation of what is possible from a human point of view. This model is so simple, but it's so powerful. Right? Even the fact that you can sit down and think about, right? You can sit down and think about what is it the thought that's creating a feeling that's driving a particular action. And if you want a different result, start thinking a different thought. And here we go with more examples. So the thought is, and this thought comes up for all of us a lot, right? Like when you're trying to build a business, when you're trying to grow a business and you're a one person show, you know, or you have a small team and you're trying to balance all of the things and your thought is, I don't have time, right? I don't have time to make this happen. So the feeling that you're creating is complete overwhelm. That feeling of overwhelm is totally normal, right? Totally, totally normal. 
So what your action is going to be is because you want to, you know, buffer away from that feeling of overwhelm. I don't want to feel this feeling. I don't want to feel this negative feeling. I'm going to go over here and completely distract myself, right? So you might sit down and watch Netflix. You might go onto YouTube. You might go onto Pinterest. You might decide to email your mom. You might scroll through Instagram, right? Just because I don't want to feel the negative feeling of feeling overwhelmed. So the result then is actually more wasted time. This one is such a mind trip right? Simply because your thought is, I don't have time, and your feeling is, I'm completely overwhelmed, your action is, I'm going to scroll through Instagram, the result is, you've actually wasted more time. Like, you see how the cycle just recreates itself and recreates itself, all because you're thinking, I don't have time. If your thought was, I can do this, right? Yes, there feels like there's 20,000 things on this list, but this isn't rocket science. I cannot be the only person who has ever tried to figure this out. I can do this. Your feeling is going to be, I am capable. I feel capable. I feel empowered. I feel able to make this happen. Your action is, because I feel capable, you're going to make a plan. Your result, one piece of the puzzle sorted, right? Simply by changing the thought up from I don't have time to, I can do this, right? I can make this happen. Then you're going to feel capable. You're going to take action and you're actually going to figure it out the first piece of the puzzle. So if we go back to imposter syndrome and if we look back at this definition, it is, so what is imposter syndrome? When you doubt your ability or have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud, right? It is all actually just a thought. The thought is being generated by, I don't have certification, I'm not qualified to do this, I've never done this before. That person has more followers than I do, that person has the ability to build a website, that person has more time than I do, that person has more money than I do, that person lives in an area with more customers in it, right? Your feeling of being an imposter is actually going to be driven by a thought, right? The fact that you don't feel like you're capable of doing this, right? Identify what that feeling is and go up a level and say, what is the thought that's actually generating this? What is the thought that's actually pushing this forward? Right? Your imposter syndrome is simply a feeling. Identify what that feeling is and identify what the thought is that's generating that feeling. And then start to think through, okay, what else could I think? Right? You have the ability, because we have a prefrontal cortex, you have the ability to actually be able to go out there and change your thinking. So your feeling of being an imposter is actually going to be driven by a thought. I'm not qualified. I don't have the experience. I've never done this before. I don't have the certification. I don't have the budget. I don't have the population. I don't have any leads. Whatever that thought is, remember you can change that thought at any time. Then it's going to change the way that you feel and therefore you're going to take action on a different feeling. You feeling like an imposter in almost every situation is going to lead to you not taking action, right? 
or if you do take action, it's going to be kind of indulging in the overwhelm, indulging in the confusion and not seeing any results, right? So being aware of this idea of your thought creates your feeling, your feeling creates your action, your action creates your result. If you actually sat down with a pen and paper and went, okay, my feeling is I feel like an imposter. What are all the different thoughts I'm thinking that are leading up to that feeling of feeling like an imposter? And you could take it one level deeper because you could even say, what does it actually feel like to feel like an imposter? You know, like where does the anxiety sit in your body? Where does the uncertainty sit in your body? What is the like vibration that your body physically has because you feel like an imposter? And know that that 100% relies totally in your thinking. 100% in your thinking. So remember, because we have a prefrontal cortex, which is the most amazing part of your brain, you can actually reprogram your thoughts. So if you sat down and said, my thoughts create my feelings, my feelings create my actions, my actions create my results, and your feeling is anxiety associated with feeling like an imposter, what are all the thoughts that are associated with that? You'll then see what is driving your actions and what is delivering your results. Versus if you decided your thought is, I don't need to be qualified to make this thing happen. Or your thought is, other people have done this before, I must be able to figure this out. It's going to generate a totally different feeling and therefore you're going to actually take action and deliver results in a totally different way. Remember, you can change your thought at any time you like. So, Becoming aware of your thoughts is the ticket, right? Remembering that you have two major compartments of your brain. You have your primitive brain that is being 100% driven by efficiency. It's the thing that's proactively looking for fear. And if there's nothing fearful out there, it's going to generate it for you because it wants you to stay in a safe, comfortable place. Then you've got your prefrontal cortex, which is how you're able to actually think about your thinking, which is crazy. <laughs> If you think about your thinking and become aware of your thoughts, because it's your prefrontal cortex that is going to be the thing that you can actually help reprogram your thoughts. And your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, your actions create your results. So at any particular time, literally, you are sitting there paralyzed by what's going on around you, it is all going to be driven by what you're thinking. Become aware of what that thought is, and you can at any time choose a new thought. You will generate a new feeling, and then you will generate a different result. It is magical, right? And it's probably my favorite part of being human in the fact that you can actually think about what you're thinking about. And then, once you're thinking about what you're thinking about, you can actually reprogram and proactively see different thoughts in your brain to generate a completely different result. So hopefully that makes sense. If you are up for it, your assignment for this week is going to be to sit down literally with a pen and a piece of paper and think about, okay, thoughts, feelings, actions, results. Thoughts, feelings, actions, results. And I want you to sit down and either start with the feelings line, right? So how are you feeling? Unqualified, not good, scared, 
anxious, what if, what if, and figure out what are all the different thoughts that are generating those feelings. And then, this is an amazing exercise, how do you think it would feel and what do you need to be thinking to generate the results that you're looking for, right? If you want to go as far as to say, okay, the result that I'm after is I want to build a $200,000 floral design business, right? That's the specific result you're looking for. What action do you think you need to take to make that result happen? What feeling do you need to generate to make that action happen? And then what thoughts do you need to think to make that feeling happen, right? You can actually make the model work both ways. So in its simplest form and a place to begin is to write down and think about what thoughts are you thinking and that are generating what feelings that are generating what action and delivering what result, right? And you're going to have one sentence per line item. So you're going to have one thought that generates one feeling, one feeling that generates one action, one action that generates one result. And then if you want to, go one step further, right? And figure out what is the result that you want, right? Start with the end in mind. What is the result that you want? What action are you looking to generate? What feeling do you need to feel to create that action? And what thoughts do you need to create to feel that feeling? This will blow your mind. And it sounds so simple, but it's so fascinating to sit down and actually think about what you're thinking about and it will blow your mind. And I hope that that's helpful. And I want to also remind you that those feelings of being an imposter are completely normal. But if you can identify kind of what's underlying those feelings, what thoughts you're thinking about those feelings, you can go back in and just reprogram your thoughts. And then you don't have to feel like an imposter anymore. Easy as that. And remember, it's something that you get to do every single day. So as always, if you have any questions, jump on the chat with me in the group, leave a comment, all of the good things, right? I am here to help. And if anybody goes out there and does this model and wants to share their thinking, love to hear it. Love, love, love to hear it. And I hope that you have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you all later. Hey. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out my business masterclass. It's my online course where we take all this material, we apply it, we take it to the next level, and you put it into action for your business. It doesn't matter whether you're on month one or month 21. My business masterclass is going to take your business know-how to the next level. Jump on the wait list at fourflorists.com. That's F O R. F-L-O-R-I-S-T-S dot com. It is the best investment you will make in your business and yourself. I share with you my four-step foundation for conquering the business of flowers, and we go into depth in terms of managing your mindset and conquering your fears. Check out the details at fourflorists.com. And flower friends, I'd love to help you join me on my business masterclass, and I'll see you inside the program.